Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Of course, week five kicks off tonight. Joining us, and it's nice to have him back. It's our good friend, Josh Applebaum, of course, VEASAN betting analyst, morning bets for 15 minutes every morning. The Market Insights podcast, Josh is battling through it. So we appreciate him. You can find him at Josh underscore insights, of course, an author as well. Josh, it's great to see you smiling, man. How are you feeling? I appreciate it, Patrick. Dustin, I'm all great to be with you. So yeah, I uh, finally got it, Patrick. The vid found me, did my best to, uh, you know, ward it off, do the Heisman against the vid, but uh, finally got me and we've been going through it. I must say thank you to the, uh, the, the, the wonders of modern medicine, Patrick. We've been uh, taking medicine for about a week now, about 90% back to normal here, but uh, not totally there. But either way, we're going to gut it out with our Michael Jordan uh, flu game here today. All right. Well, Hang in there. We appreciate you joining us and uh, all the work you do for us at the network, big guy. Now, let's talk about tonight because it's interesting, right? If you took take a look at the look ahead, is like right around a point and a half with the commanders and then DraftKings open Sunday night, four and a half, five, somewhere in there. And then Monday and Tuesday, Josh, the commanders were sitting seven, comes back down to six and a half. And now we've settled in at six and a total of 44 and a half. Let's talk about the line machination and where you're going with this one. Yeah, Patrick, you set it up very well here. I'll give you a lean and I'll give you what I'll be sweating here tonight officially. So my lean is pretty hard with Chicago. I think there's a couple of reasons to like the Bears tonight. And you mentioned it, Patrick. The look at had a much shorter number on this game. I think it's important, too, to not get locked in sometimes too early in the week to a bet. Because if you go back to Monday or Tuesday, there's a lot of steam hitting the commanders. You know, four and a half all the way up to the key number of seven. But once it got to seven, that's when a ton of buyback came here the other way and scooped up the points with the Bears. So the Bears plus seven, down to six and a half, down to six is where we sit now. And I'm actually seeing one book that might go to five and a half. So that late movement that I always look toward when, you know, big bets come in, when the limits are raised, it's really breaking toward the Chicago Bears. Uh, The Bears are only getting 28% of bets. No one wants to touch the Bears. Can't blame the public here. Obviously, they've looked terrible. 0-4, tied with the the Panthers for the only two, uh, you know, were winless teams so far this season. A lot of issues off the field as well. If you do like Chicago, and again, that's kind of my lean here, one good system match is short road dogs getting six points or less. Patrick, this year, they're 12 and nine against the spread, 57% ATS. You go back since 2019, they're 186 and 122 ATS, 60%. So the line is definitely breaking toward the Bears. The one thing that keeps me, you know, from officially firing on the Bears is just Justin Fields and he doesn't cover numbers. I mean, the market is moving in in favor of Fields, but in his career, Fields is just 8 and 20 against the spread, 29% as a road dog. He's just 4 and 10 ATS, 29%. So for making me pick a side, I, w- I will lean Bears based on the contrarian angle and the late movement. My play here, Patrick, I'm going to go over. I'm rooting for some points in this one. Kind of rare for me. I do typically like to bet unders, but a lot of angles here to hopefully root for a high scoring game. One, the fact that this line is rising, the total open 43 and a half, it's up to 44 and a half. You have a couple shops even approaching 45. It's not that public. 
you know, typically the public's going to get, you know, 70, 80% of bets on an over. They're going to want to root for points here. Only 60% of bets are on this over, but almost 70% of the money is on the over. And here's a little nugget. The Chicago Bears, since the start of last year, they're the best over team in the NFL. They're 14-7 and seven to the over, 67%. They're 4-0 to the over this year. And to cash overs, you got to score. You got to give up points. That's what both of these teams have done this year. In particular, uh, in particularly defensively, these are two of the four worst defensive teams in all of football. Uh, points allowed. Chicago's giving up 34 a game. Washington's giving up 30. Again, that's second worst and fourth worst in all of football. So it's a lean to me on the Bears. But I got the over 44 and a half, Patrick. I'm hoping this thing gets up to 45, get some CLV. I'm going over tonight in primetime. Josh, you mentioned the look-ahead line to the current number. Explain to people who may not be as well-versed in terms of how you gauge that and how you apply that to your betting. Yeah, it's a great question, Amal. So I think when you're trying to do, you know, compare look-ahead lines to the current number, it's based upon what the odds makers had projected, you know, previously versus what it is right now. And you're looking for like basically an overreaction or an underreaction. So when Patrick made the really good point that this was just, you know, a one and a half point game on the look ahead line, that tells you that when odds makers kind of capped these teams and power rated these teams uh, much earlier this season, they had it as a very short number. They had it as a very tight game. Now, because the Bears have looked so awful, commanders are two and two, you know, they've won a couple games here. Um, the fact that this line is so much higher now leads you to believe that the value would be on the Bears because, again, you go back previously, this was a one and a half game. Now it's, you know, as high as seven, it's down to six. That's something that you can apply in your handicap. What the look ahead was, be conscious of what the odds makers projected previously versus where it is now. And again, based on the look ahead, you would say the value would be on the Bears. Because just a few months ago, this was expected to be a really tight game. Now you're getting more points uh, currently. And fellas, we're going to discuss the game as we continue. But the injuries are catching up to the Bears, specifically in their secondary. Eddie Jackson's out. Jalen Johnson, the cornerback, is out. Brisker is questionable. They're completely decimated in the secondary. Chase Claypool's not even with the team because they hate each other. That's an (laughs) issue. So we'll get into some of the props I have are because of that decimated secondary for the Bears, which we'll get to coming up in just a bit. But right now, our buddy Josh Applebaum joins. He's battling he unlike those that are on the ir he continues to battle which we appreciate (laughs) now let's go jets and denver this number right now uh two and a half with denver lane at DraftKings is shown and a total on is 43 jets at denver two and a half 43 josh yeah so this one really caught my eye patrick there's been a bunch of games today that've been getting a lot of sharp action like tennessee titans they've moved from a dog to a favorite against the indianapolis colts uh, the Cardinals have seen a lot of movement in their direction. Same thing with the Minnesota Vikings against the Chiefs. But the one that really caught my eye is this really sharp buyback that we're seeing on the Denver Broncos. Now, we started the segment, and Patrick, you mentioned the fact that, you know, the game for tonight, they had an early move one way, and now it's starting to go the other way. Well, same thing here. The early move in, uh, you know, to start the week was toward the Jets. You had the Broncos open around a three-point favorite at home. The line got all the way down to one and a half. And, you know, I'm thinking, hey, this is an obvious Jets play. Lines moving in their favor, but the Jets have become super, super trendy and really popular. And we're starting to see buyback toward Denver. So Denver, when they bottomed out at minus one and a half uh, pretty much earlier today, there was a ton of money that poured in on Denver to push that one and a half back up to two. You're seeing some books even to two and a half. It might even be trending toward three. So what's notable to me there, Patrick, is that the big public play, believe it or not, is Zach Wilson. Uh, currently the jets are getting 72% of bets using our VEASAN.com bet splits. So anytime you see a dog that becomes really popular, becomes trendy, those are the dogs that I like to look to bet against. The jets are the trendiest dog of the week, 72% of bets, but the late movement is breaking back toward Denver. So it's kind of a buy low spot on Denver. They finally got a win, uh, last week, but you know, public still remembers them putting up or giving up 70 against Miami. You can kind of sell high on the Jets. Yeah, they covered against the Chiefs, but it was because Mahomes slid and didn't score. You know, Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson looked pretty good in the second half. Is there a narrative starting to change where, you know, Zach Wilson is actually decent? So to me, it's the ultimate buy low on Denver, only getting 28% of bets at home. And Russell Wilson, believe it or not, he's off to a really good start. If you look at his numbers, nine touchdowns, only two picks, pass rating of 107. And offensively, you got to score, you got to win, you got to cover. Uh, you look at Denver, they're averaging, their defense is terrible, but they're averaging 25 points a game. That's 10th best 
in the NFL. Jets are only averaging 15 points a game. That's 25th. So uh, again, if you asked me a couple days ago, Patrick, it looked like a Jets play. Now it's really starting to steam back the other way toward Denver. I'm going Denver on the money line. Fade the trendy dog. I got the Broncos at minus 135. Josh, let's go to the college ranks. Great matchup on Saturday in College Station between Alabama and Texas A&M. Bama, one-point favorite in this game, total about 46, 46 and a half. Which way do you lean here? So I got to go A&M in this one, Amal. This one really caught my eye just because it's so sharp and really looks like the odds makers and the books have taken a position against Bama in for Texas A&M. You mentioned it. Second most heavily bet game of the day. Most heavily bet would be Texas and Oklahoma. And the line is going to Oklahoma on that one. They were getting sixth, and that's down to five and a half at some shops. But looking at this one here, public is all over Alabama. 86% of bets in the second most heavily bet game of the day. But the line's actually falling toward the Aggies. You had Alabama open laying three. You're now down to one and a half. I was reading some tweets earlier about how some shops in Vegas, Westgate, Circa, they might be getting down to a pick them here. So this is the ultimate reverse line move play when the betting line goes away from the popular side toward the unpopular side. And again, you look at Bama, they're ranked 11th. Um, maybe they're not the Bama that we're used to, but the public just sees Bama laying such a short number and it's just automatically, you know, back Bama, lay that short number with Saban. Yet, if everyone's on Bama, why does this thing continue to drop toward A&M? So I'm looking toward A&M in this spot, guys. If you can still find a one and a half, that would be the play. Again, some books are down to one, might even go to a pick them here, but really banking on a couple things, unranked versus ranked. That's kind of a, a you know, a wheelhouse uh, buy low play for me. Conference dogs, uh, obviously the built-in rivalry, familiarity aspect. That's kind of like a divisional dog in the NFL. Then also offensively, you know, A&M, they're putting up 443 yards a game. Bama, it's been well-documented. Their issues at quarterback, Milrow, is he good or not? You know, jury's out there. They're only averaging 363 yards per game. So better passing, uh, better defense here for Texas A&M. Why is this line falling to A&M if everybody, almost 90%, is on Bama? I got to go with A&M in this spot and bet against the public. Josh Applebaum often bets dogs. There's a reason why. He's got that dog in him. Even when he's banged up, he comes and he delivers. You got that dog in you, Josh. Just say nothing. Listen, also the book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. He's an author. You can check out the podcast, Morning Bets, and also Market Insights Podcast. Find Josh at Josh underscore insights. Is Meadow being nice to you while you're under the weather, the puppy? So I appreciate you, Patrick. You're always my boy. I appreciate you. But I didn't mention this. Elise got COVID too, same as me. And we were looking up like, can dogs get Oof. COVID too? Like, should we isolate from Meadow? What's the deal? She's been great. Uh, she's turned into not just our our daughter, but a therapy pup in our household, Patrick. So uh, maybe put a mask on her. We can't let all three of us get COVID in the same house. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope she's a good cook. Josh, thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the football and good luck. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great night. Thank you. Okay, when we return, I, w- let's dive into this game. We've got to get into the injuries and, and where everything stands tonight. i got a couple of props as well. And also, fellas, i got to play in Conference USA tonight. Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech. we got plenty to do. It's sharp money. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Juice Reel. If you're looking to become a better better, tens of thousands of people have already turned into Juice Reel, and you can too. That's Juice R-E-E-L in the App Store. It's not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge. Listen, it's backed by a billion dollars in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. You can use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool. It's called Juice Reel. Juice. Like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. I see what you did there, Juice Real. It's absolutely free, Android or iPhone. Sharp Money. Mal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's try to build a case for the Bears tonight. All right? It's not easy to do. Short week. Eberflus headed to D.C., what a name, by the way. You just got absolutely pummeled at Ellis Island. You're going to be an Eberflus. Anywho, six is the number. Washington Lane at Chicago, short week. Now, if you look back to last year, all right, Washington went to Chicago and beat them 12 to 7. Sounds like a fun game. If you're Chicago, Chicago rushed for 237 yards in that game against the Commanders and lost 12 to 7. Fields had 88 on the ground. Okay, so that's just something to keep note of because the commanders do have problems even this year with quarterbacks that can run. I mentioned, boys, two teams coming off tough losses. The commanders two and two. You would have said we'll take two and two with their opening schedule. However, they had an opportunity to beat the Eagles, the NFC champs. And then you've got the Bears. How how could they not be dispirited? They're up what, two touchdowns in the fourth against Denver, maybe the worst team in football, and they lose that game. Chase Claypool is a freaking disaster. He's not even hanging out with the team. He gone. Uh, Eddie Jackson, who was talking trash about Sam Howell, he gone. He's not playing safety. Jalen Johnson, defensive back, he's out. Brisker, he's questionable. Already their top two corners were gone all on the IR. This team's secondary is completely decimated, and that's an issue for a defense that's given up 25-plus points in 14 straight games. They've lost 14 straight. The defense can't do anything. I mentioned the team total. We talked about it yesterday, Amal. It's 25 and a half for the commanders for good reason. The books looked at the Bears and said, you give up 25 plus in every game. Let's make it 25 and a half for the commanders. They don't pressure the quarterback. They've got two sacks on the year. They've got two takeaways in four games, the Bears. They're 31st in yards per play allowed. They're 4-0 to the over. Anyway. I said I started this with let's build the case for the Bears. Did I convince you guys? Well, listen, I'd like to <laughs> submit terrible. into evidence two things. A, it's the Washington Commanders, and B, it's Ron Rivera. That would be the argument. But also, you mentioned it. This uh, Commanders team, they're 29th in points yielded so far this season. This is not exactly the second coming of the 2000 Ravens. There's going to be some opportunities here. You look at Sam Howe. He's got five touchdown passes on the season, and he's got, excuse me, four touchdown passes, five INTs. Not the Fields is that much better. Seven and five is his ratio there. 
Uh, Moore's got more yards receiving than we see out of Terry McLaurin. Herbert's averaging better yards per carry at 4.78 compared to 4.28 for Brian Robinson. The offensive line for the Washington Commanders has got some major areas of concern. If you're the Bears defensive front and you're going to get yourself some stacks, this is the game to do it. This is the opportunity you're going to have against a team that's inept offensively. They're coming off at a tough emotional division loss as well. They didn't blow a lead the way the Bears did, but that was a game you felt like, hey, guys, if we get two more yards, we win the football game. But their coach said, no, we're not going to do that. You're tired? Let's send you back out on the field and see if you can march 75 yards. Ron Rivera, think about this when you're watching the game tonight. He always has a look on his face like somebody just rushed up to him and whispered, quick, what's the secret to a purposeful life? (laughs) I know that sounds esoteric, but he always just has a very in-between confused and thoughtful look on his face. Think about it when you're watching tonight. It sounds weird, but you'll see. Now, the game itself is pretty simple, big guy, and a good breakdown by Amal as well. it comes down to a second year quarterback and how if he has a dirty pocket, he's been awful this year. If he has a clean pocket, he's been actually very, very good. The issue for the bears, they get no pressure. Second worst pressure rate in all of football, two sacks through four games. Like I mentioned, it's just not a very good football team and a secondary that's banged up. I'll get to a few of my props because of that empty secondary, but the floor is yours to set up the table. Uh, fourth worst pass defense right now for Chicago and the entire NFL Here's the thing, though, about the commanders and Sam Howell, and they've had issues with with that pocket and that offensive line. But the issues popped up weeks three and week four, mostly in the back to back losses against the Bills and the Eagles. They opened with the Cardinals. It took everyone by storm and uh, Washington had to come back and win in the second half. But week two against Denver. Look, man, Howell figured some things out and the offensive line figured some things out. I'm not going to hold it too hard against them that they looked bad against Buffalo and at Philadelphia, two of the harder teams to play in the NFL week in and week out. That's why I can't find a good side or total on this game. The prop market to me is the only way to attack it. And you brought up a ton of reasons why I'm going to have a play on a receiver tonight. I might have a play on a running back. They're both from the commanders because I expect them to be more reliable in putting up some stats today. I'm hoping you and I are aligned at least one of these. Okay, give me one. Tell me and I'll tell you yes or no. Receivers. Not going to go Terry McLaurin because his numbers are pretty high and for, for good reason. The other guy, I think, for Howell, that, that's uh, kind of a safety blanket who can make plays after the catch. And I normally would go for his reception total. Instead, I'm going to go for his yards because I think he's a bit of a speedster and he can turn a little bit of nothing into something. We're going to go Curtis Samuel over 31 and a half receiving yards tonight. I think you could name an offensive weapon for the commanders and go over and go over on their prop. And we're all going to shake our head and be like, it feels right. Okay. It's just, they're so bereft right now. Secondary is completely depleted. And I'll give you guys one. That's a little bit different. I'll stick with the quarterback. Howell, who, if he's forced to climb the pocket last week against the Eagles, he rushed for 40 yards against that defensive front of the Eagles. His number over at DraftKings on rush yards for Howell is set at 12 and a half. Okay, three of the four this year, he's gone over 12 and a half. He just rushed for 40 against just a tremendous Eagles defensive front. If he's forced to climb the pocket and take off, he can get 13 yards and one scramble. I'll go over 12 and a half rush yards for Howell. I I think it could end up being a bonanza offensively for this team. You mentioned and a good point by Amal. It's the commanders, but even the market's telling you the commanders are expected to do something with that team total of 25 and a half. Well, guys, when you look at this one, you'd have to look at the over 44 and a half in this game. We know the fields and company are going to move the ball a little bit against this Washington defense. You mentioned it uh, in terms of the yardage prop for Sam Howell, 12 and a half. To me, when I look at it, are the Bears really going to be able to generate enough pressure? There will be enough opportunities for Howell to kind of get outside the pocket if things break down and get a scramble or two in there to get over that number. But guys, you're absolutely right. Patrick just said it best. You look at the offensive prop, whether it's Brian Robinson, uh, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, anybody you like, you feel pretty comfortable and confident you're going to be able to get a statistical win against the Chicago Bears. And I'd really love to get involved with a running back prop tonight, but it's so hard for Washington. There's one that I kind of like, but just going through the season so far, Aaron Jones got them nine carries, 41 yards, two receptions for 86 yards. There's a trend there. White for Tampa Bay had five receptions for 30 yards. 
Uh, McKinnon had a few grabs against them. McLaughlin for Denver. I don't even know who that is, but he had three receptions for 32 yards and a receiving touchdown. I would love to back an Antonio Gibson reception prop tonight, but they're just not using him a lot because Brian Robinson is a beast. So I think Brian Robinson over 16 and a half attempts makes some sense tonight. They'll be, if they have a lead late, they'll be running the ball more running out the clock, and in their two wins this year, he went over his 16-and-a-half attempt prop number. So I think that's going to be one that I add as well. Yeah, I, Robinson's been good. The reason they don't use Gibson, he fumbles the ball, and he's in the doghouse. So Gibby has issues. Remember, he was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. They tried to transition him to running back. Robinson's been very good. I thought he was going to be a little slow for the NFL. Big guy, I thought your instinct was right to go away from McLaurin, kind of get off the wide receiver one, but that has been Howell's go-to guy, so I'm going to stick with him. Targets have gone up every week for McLaurin, and they peaked last week. Ten targets, eight receptions against the Eagles. He's set at four and a half on receptions tonight against a Bears defense that's completely empty in the secondary. Second worst pressure rate. I've got McLaurin going over four and a half receptions. You're going to have to lay a dollar forty, dollar thirty-five, dollar forty-ish. But McLaurin gets six catches tonight, boys. The the prop of McLaurin I was thinking about was longest reception over twenty-two and a half. Howell looks for him down the field, and he's capable of making some big plays, going up and getting it. He's got over 22 and a half, two out of the four games this season, and I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities to push the ball. I don't disagree with you. The only reason I don't necessarily love that prop at the pro level is you're going to get two shots throughout the game for that type of yardage, right? Max three, and if you don't convert on a pass, you get a P.I., or if it's an errant throw, you might wind up in a situation where that one doesn't convert, so that becomes a little bit more challenging. I, I like the over four and a half here. McLaurin should have about seven catches tonight. I think, uh, have you guys ever heard uh, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin talk? Like, if I had a daughter, I definitely want him to marry her. Have you guys ever heard him? He's no. like the best guy ever. McLaurin, and he's super talented. Jahan Dotson, Samuel, you mentioned Robinson, Gibson. They're loaded. If the offensive line can play well, it's a scary offense. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off and VEASAN experts, the VEASAN experts, have been hard at work tracking the latest player moves to help you bet smarter. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our all-new NBA betting guide featuring up-to-date previews for all 30 teams, futures, and year-long player props, best bets on player awards like Rookie of the Year, live betting strategies, plus strategy advice on building your own model from our very own Jonathan Von Tobel. Shout to JVT. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You won't be sorry. Got a chance to take a look at it early this morning. Just an awesome job by everybody involved. Of course, you've got next Tuesday, NHL season starting. We've got our NHL betting guide. You've got on the 24th, the Tuesday NBA regular season, but you got preseason betting to go. So go check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Got you back here on a Thursday. Hope you're having a nice week. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw at the D, downtown Las Vegas there, Fremont Street. It's time for the Dog Pound, boys. Uh, this is pretty simple. We pick a small, a midsize, and a large dog as instructed by the big guy. And we find out if we can pick up some straight up winners, outright winners on the money line. So far, the big guys hit three. Good job. Amal's hit one. And I, goose egg, I haven't hit anything. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start by going one for one today. Go ahead, big guy. Well, your UConn one almost got there last week, which would have made things very interesting. I think they lost by a point. Almost only helps me in horseshoes and something else. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go three for three. I'm going to go three for three. And I'll start with my small. How about Nebraska? Catching three at Illinois, plus 145. Illinois has been awful. Bielam was a disaster. Five horrible years at Arkansas somehow flipped it to another power five coaching job. Okay, Brett, loser. The offense can't move the ball. Heavily penalized. They turn the ball over nonstop. The offensive line stinks, which is Bielema's specialty. Uh, you know, this is a Nebraska team, excuse me, an Illinois team that's dead last in the Big Ten in scoring in total 
defense, dead last. Also, Illinois, the worst run D in all of Big Ten football. You know what Nebraska does the best in all of Big Ten football? They run the football. Mismatch. Nebraska's going to run it all over Illinois. This is a total coin flip. I'll take the better coach, better run game on the road at Illinois, plus 145. I don't suggest you watch the game, so just bet it at plus 145 and thank me later. Boom. Small dog, Nebraska. (laughs) Go Cornhuskers. I I love his argument for Nebraska. A very compelling one. So I'm going to refrain from... uh, I, I just can't back this Huskers team, but I hopefully they get there in this one. Um, I'm going to go with there are minority coaches across the country, by the way, looking at BF Brett Bielema. Like, are you kidding? (laughs) The dude just spent five years, five, not two, got shortchanged at Arkansas, five years to turn it around, got worse every single year. Boom. Heads to Champaign, another power five job. I'm not talking about a group job. I'm talking about another power five job. I digress. Sorry. I'm all (laughs) not to mention he took twenty seven and a half million dollars of Walmart money. Not a bad pay day considering how inept he was there in Fayetteville. Uh, Guys, I'm going to go with, uh, in terms of the play here, I've got a mid-sized dog, and I'm going to go with the Washington State Cougars. Coming off of a bye, a dominant performance against Oregon State at home. Now they come down to the Rose Bowl. Only concern I have is going to be 92 degrees in Pasadena on Saturday. Could be a little bit hot and humid there. But other than that, I love the way this team is playing right now. I I like, I'm sorry, we're going small dog. I apologize. I looked at the graphic wrong. That's okay. You can can stick with your your midsize, and then we'll get to your small next. Yeah. a mid-sized dog. I'm going to go with Washington. the Cougars here. Cam Ward is a Heisman candidate. This guy's been unbelievable. 15 t- uh, touchdowns and more without an INT this year. This team is playing extremely well. I like Washington State here catching the three and a half. Guys, I think this is a crucial game for both teams in the Pac-12. If Washington State wins this game, they've got a great chance to be a contender in the conference. If the Bruins do not win this football game, I think things could really be challenging down the stretch for UCLA. They do have the loss against Utah, but you still have USC calling. You've got some of the other teams in that Pac-12 that are going to be a real challenge yet. So I think this is an important game for both sides, but I'm going to go with the uh, Cougars going on the road. Okay, Washington State midsize for Amal Shaw plus 135. Big Guy, we'll start with your small dog. I almost pulled some shady stuff here because at Circa, Wazoo is only favored by three, and I almost used them as my small dog here, but I went with the DraftKings lines. We kept things consistent. I didn't want a controversy. I'm in the lead. I didn't want there to be an asterisk next to my title when I win this segment. So I'm going to go to the NFL, where there's a matchup happening in, in Denver that is a revenge game for a coach involved. So first off, by the way, guys, I don't know about you, when, when I go to do these, the small dog is always the hardest one to find. The longer ones, I can convince myself of a lot of longer upsets. I, it's that three and under that I, it should be easier, but it's so much harder. I, I think in the NFL, you can find plenty of these. Yes. So that's why I went to the yeah. NFL. I was debating between the Colts and the Jets. Ultimately, we're going to go with New York and Denver. Both of these teams stink. They're optically offensive to watch play football. Uh, but the Broncos are tanking. They don't want to win. The season is as bad as anyone is throwing. Or the, the defense is as bad as anyone's throwing out there right now. Las Vegas moved the ball on them. Washington moved the ball on them. Miami embarrassed them. Chicago moved the ball on them up until the fourth quarter and things just unraveled. And they're just a ticking time bomb in Chicago. So that's a, a separate discussion. I think that Zach Wilson is capable of going into Denver, pushing the ball, the defense keeping them in the game. They said that they're taking the training wheels off of Brees Hall this week. They're going to get a heavy dose of him running up and down this Denver defense. We're going to go plus 120 on the Jets. They're going to avenge Nathaniel Hackett and the trash talk of Sean Payton in the (laughs) offseason. I like it. Good one. Plus 120 on the Jets. Legit question for you guys. What small dog would you prefer watch less? Nebraska, Illinois, like forced to watch these games. Nebraska, Illinois, gross or Jets at Denver. Those are two pretty gross matchups that if you're forced to watch them and you don't have, let's put it this way. You don't have cash on either one. Which one would you prefer watch? Oh, I would prefer definitely watch Nebraska, Illinois. It's college football. I'll do the college one because I don't have a good reason. I just don't want to watch the Jets or the Broncos this year. I don't like watching them. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe just to see if Zach Wilson can do anything. I'd watch Jets, Broncos, but uh, those are two pretty gross matchups. Okay, big guy. Nice work. I'm already one for one because Nebraska is going to pummel Illinois. Let's go two for two. It's a big week for me. My midsize dog, Missouri, Columbia. Ooh. Talk about a blockbuster for Missouri, a ranked team. They're 5-0, and and here comes LSU. LSU all of a sudden can't tackle. Plus 198, Missouri. They're catching five and a half. Yeah, I know they played close games against mid-teams, but they did have a nice win over K-State. And this is interesting. You know, it's a three and two. This is a disappointing year for Kelly and LSU thus far. I know their two losses are against top 15 teams, but if you take a look, LSU's defense, which is loaded with NFL players, they played sloppy in the second half against Florida State. Arkansas passed all over them. Ole Miss dropped 706 total yards and 55 points on this LSU defense, which is loaded with pros. That's not good. Missouri's good. Their offense is very good. Brady Cook's good. Uh, Luther Burden's a star at wide receiver. They can score points. And again, just the setting, the stage. LSU, two losses already. Doesn't look great. Missouri undefeated in Columbia at home. Sleepy early start, 12 p.m. Eastern. By the way, I love the over. You can find a 64 and a half. We're showing 65. I love the over because both LSU and Missouri are going to score, but I will take, we're showing plus 180. I got it plus 198 early. I'll take Missouri plus 198, the upset midsize over LSU on Saturday. I love this play. I think the fact that LSU loses a tough game at Ole Miss gives up about 2,000 points. And the one thing that Missouri does well is on the offensive side of the ball in Como. Great opportunity here. Good plus price bet here. I think it's a big, big letdown for LSU after that game. I know I know they lost at Ole Miss. It was dramatic. They could come in here real sleepy to Columbia. This Missouri team's only getting better. They couldn't get worse, but they're getting better. They're They're, they're a lot tougher than they've been in years past. I absolutely see them being a live dog this week. Uh, Great. I'll give you quickly. Uh, okay, I, let's I do this. Saying. Why don't if you want to get yeah. if you want to sneak your small dog in quickly, we can come back and react to it. The Texans plus one hundred five. Yeah, just like last week, I think it's a good spot for them, even though they're on the road this time. They've got the better quarterback, Desmond Ritter versus C.J. Stroud. This Texans team hasn't given up a sack in the last two games. Stroud's playing extremely well. This Atlanta team right now, guys, this is a kind of a pendulum swinging type of game for the season for the Falcons. They don't win this game. I think things could go sideways very quickly. Or Tyler uh, Taylor Heine could be getting the start in week number six if they don't get on track here. I won't even ask you, big guy, what you think, because I know you're going to fade Desmond Ritter. Fair? Uh, fade Desmond Ritter until proven otherwise. Uh, the only issue you have here is kind of what we ran into last night with our bet uh, on the under in Jack State, Middle Tennessee. They can make a quarterback change in the middle of this game and mess up your whole bet. We're in the dog pound. We continue with the big dogs, large dogs next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. 
And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It appears somebody's gone into labor at the D as we welcome you back. Of course, DraftKings, I mean, what the hell is going on? DraftKings, five bucks to win 200. Again, every day, no sweat, same game parlay. When you use the promo code SHARP, though, you bet five bucks tonight, you get $200 instantly. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Sharp money, live from the D. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm all Shaw, I'm Patrick Maher. We're in the dog pound. We got some Major League Baseball news coming up. Somebody has just resigned. We'll get to that in just a little bit. We've got Chris Russell, the rooster from D.C., covers the Commanders. Plenty to do with that. Will Brinson from CBS Sports. So plenty to do over the next hour and 15. So far, the dog pound. So you know how this works. We've got a small dog. We've got a mid-sized dog, and we've got a big dog, a large dog. Nebraska plus 145, my small. The Texans plus 105 for a mall. And Dustin went with the Jets plus 120. Now, mid-size. I got Missouri plus 198 hosting LSU. Wazoo, Washington State plus 135 for a mall. And it's time for the big guys. Mid-sized dog. What do you got? Uh, by the way, I love Amal's one, Washington State. I don't understand the number on it. Three and a hook. Like, I'm very confused by the Cougs being the dogs there going into UCLA. Both teams are coming off buys. And Wazoo has been a much better team so far this year. I feel like we're trying to get baited into taking that. And somehow UCLA is going to blow them out. But I love the Cougars this week. Uh, for my midsize, however, I went a, a different route. And I stayed in college football. We're going to go to the wonderful state of Wyoming, home of Buffalo Bill Cody and Petroleum. That's all I know they do in Wyoming. That's about it. That's where it ends. They got nothing else there. Uh, Jay Novacek went to college Yellowstone? Is, it, is Yellowstone Wyoming? Is it Montana? Is it Dakotas? Is it all? Yeah, it might be Montana. You know what? I might be wrong. You might be right. It's pretty big. It could be multiple states. Uh, Dick Cheney? He's from Wyoming? I think so. Well, yeah, I might have made that up too. Montana, Wyoming. If I'm being fair, I kind of miss. I, I kind of conflate the two of them. Montana and Wyoming. They're all kind of the same state. <laughs> and if you add up their population, not, not. still not relevant. No offense to anyone yeah, listening. That's there. true. So, all right, you sorry, like Wyoming Brent. plus one eighty five. Yeah, so here's the deal: they're playing <laughs> Fresno State. And while Fresno State, they've put up some good numbers this year, and you would assume on the surface that they're really good, they really haven't played anyone. They played at Purdue to open the year, first first game for the new head coach, Walters, for Purdue. Eastern Washington, it took them two overtimes to beat them. They beat Arizona State, whoop-de-doo. They beat Kent State. Literally, that's all anyone ever does. You'd think Kent State would be the most funded football program in the, in the country with the way they take beatings from out-of-conference teams. <laughs> then they beat Nevada 27-9. Like, Nevada, another team, nothing special. This is simply a case where I've watched Wyoming a couple times this year. They hung with Texas for a half a week ago. They beat Texas Tech to open the year. And I think they're going to have the best player on the field in their running back, uh, Harrison Whaley. Last three games, 8.6 yards per carry. Had 191 last week, 156 against App State, and 110 against Texas in a loss. He can definitely control the clock, control the rhythm of the game for Wyoming. I like them being at home. I'm going to back Wyoming at almost 2-1. to one. There you have it. Plus 190. Nice little breakdown by the big guy there after disrespecting the state of Wyoming. <laughs> okay. Why not? 
Let's go big dogs. And I'm going to start Syracuse plus 275 at North Carolina. Let's start with Dino Babers greater than sign Mac Brown. He's 72. And I know Mac Brown. Everybody loves him. He's a good guy. Comes across a bit of a donk and Lee Corso thinks he should hang it up. Okay. That's one thing. Uh, two, Syracuse. Listen, Syracuse didn't perform well against Clemson. I get it, but they've got a good pass rush. Kind of things that add up to an upset. Good pass rush. They're 10th in the nation and converting third downs on offense. I know they're Offense struggled against Clemson, but it is a balanced attack. And then you go to North Carolina. It, they beat South Carolina. Trust me, South Carolina ain't any good. They beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh stinks this year. Minnesota. And they went to overtime to beat App State. I just think, again, we're this is a nine and a half number plus 310 we're showing on our board. I saw plus 275, a four and one Syracuse team. Uh, I'll take a shot. Take a stab. Give me the orange. I like this play a lot. I almost took it myself. I was looking at, there were two teams I was considering. Syracuse is the other one here. Garrett Schrader's been good for this team. He's effective in terms of running the ball and, of course, throwing the football. I think UNC has not really been challenged from a defensive standpoint. I know they got a ton of credit for their performance against South Carolina, but I think this team could be in a vulnerable spot here with the Syracuse coming calling to Keenan Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, I like this one a lot, too. I think I'm going to end up being on Syracuse in the points for sure. Uh, the defense has gotten a lot better for Syracuse, and I agree with them all. I don't know what North Carolina's seen uh, for us to believe in their defense. Uh, I think Syracuse has a fighting chance here. Yeah, it's a big three and a week for me. I, I, I appreciate that, boys. Uh, okay, Amal, your large dog, your big dog is? Bowling Green, another team wearing the orange here. Uh, I like the way this team is playing. They go on the road last week to Georgia Tech. They get a good win in a road environment. Guys, they were 20-point dogs. They dominated, and I mean dominated an ACC opponent. We just talked about an ACC matchup. They win that game comfortably. It, the final score wasn't even as close as, as the result turned out to be an 11-point win. Now they go on the road to Miami of Ohio and Oxford. This uh, Red Hawks team's gotten off to a fast start of 4-1. and one. But Connor Bazelak, an experienced quarterback who played at Missouri, give me a team who's got some offensive firepower. That's what I like when you're looking for an upset. And that's exactly what uh, Bowling Green brings to the table here. I like their chances here in this matchup. Balanced rushing and receiving attack here for this team. Stewart's been outstanding already over 350 yards. But in terms of receiving the football, Ibrahim, Stewart, Keith, these guys are very effective. I think they've got a chance here. Only catching 10 in this spot. I'll take the plus $3 on the money line. Beautiful. Love it. Big price there. Bowling Green, three to one over Miami of Ohio. Big guy, your large dog. Big dog. Getting a little weird here. We're going to get weird because weird things happen in the Pac-12 and things are going way too smooth through the first few weeks of the season. Uh, the Pac-12 does one thing every single year. It cannibalizes itself. It knocks down any teams that might look good at some point. And that's what I think could happen here with Cal. Cal is almost a $3 dog at home hosting Oregon State. Oregon State has UCLA next week. Is there a chance they do not take the Golden Bears seriously enough in Berkeley? One thing about Wilcox on the other side, may not be a great head coach, but he was a very, very good coordinator, and he can scheme up a defense that could limit some of the things DJ and the Beavs like to do. Um, and there's a little bit more offense coming from Cal this year than there has been in years past. Still not dynamic, still not putting up big numbers, but a little bit more than we've seen in the last couple of years. And to my point about the Pac-12 always doing this, uh, back in 2020, number 23, Oregon, went into Berkeley, lost 21-17. Back in 2018, number 15, Washington, lost 12-10 to back in 2018. And we have another ranked team in Oregon State going to Cal. And I think potentially we could back Cal at almost 3-1. to one. Beautiful. Beautiful. Take it. Cannibalize themselves. Like that part of your little breakdown. Wilcox being able to scheme? That's another question I would have to ask. He's about, a good coordinator. He has no business being is a head he, coach. He has no he's had a good track he, record. He's been at a few different stops. I, I just Fair think enough. I, to your point, Dustin, I do think the one thing if DJ Uyungle is a little bit off his game at Fenwick and Martinez, can you slow down the run enough? I don't know if California can do that. Sam Jackson's got to play better for the uh, Bearca uh, Golden Bears if they're going to win this game. But 
Um, not, a, not a bad call here, especially when you have a team at home. That's the biggest advantage. Like The thing I like about yours and Patrick's play with his, for example, with Missouri, yours with California, both teams are at home. A thing I don't like about my Bowling Green play is they're on the road. You'd prefer to have a team at home catching the points. That was part of, that was part of the reason yeah. with Wyoming and Cal was they were home dogs. Look at the big guy. Takes a compliment and doubles down on the compliment. You got well, I mean, it. dude, it's you three to one. It, it's, it's three to one. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I had to create. I know. I know. Now I, I, I get it. It's just it, like it, with the bartender. I got to create a scenario where there's a chance it could happen. Right. No, I hear you. Do it. Do what works for you. Uh, your Mets hasn't been. Dustin Squeedleson have uh, lost their general manager. Oh, Obviously, no. David Stearns has been brought in has been brought in as the president, the former president of baseball ops over with Milwaukee. So Stearns comes in. Generally, they're going to blow out the people that were below them. And Billy Epler resigned today as the New York Mets general manager. Uh, I'm guessing you're not. Uh, what is it? Dodger blue and giant orange tears coming out of your mouth, out of your face there. Uh, Billy Von Epler. Little play on a Brody Van Wagenen. Why, why, you, why do you call him that? He's like Brody Van Wagenen, the other GM, just like a dud. I don't even understand uh, the hiring. The only reason you hire Billy Epler is because he's the one who signed Shohei Otani to the Angels when he was the GM there, and you thought he could bring him in there this this offseason. Sounds like Shohei won't be going to New York then if his if his boy Billy's not there. Yeah, that's a good point. Epler involved with Shohei. Shohei not gonna be a Met. I don't think he's going to be an angel. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be a Met either. Chris Russell, team 980 covers the commander beat. He joins us next. What's up everybody. This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.